0: treasures Hi boys and girls and welcome to Treasures from the Bible I'm Peanut and today we're going to Officer Holt's cabin in Epping, New Hampshire for our weekly Bible study. So stay tuned as we learn more about God's Word, the Bible. I can't believe we're going to Officer Holt's cabin today. I've been waiting all month for this day. I still don't want to go to some camp called Heading. I'd rather be playing football. We can probably play football at Heading, Rudy. Come on, Rudy. This will be fun. Besides, Officer Holt did go to a lot of trouble to prepare this mini-vacation for us. Plus, there's a pond you can swim in, and a tennis court, and a basketball court, and a playground. Playground? That's for little kids. And your new dog, Duke, will have a great time running around. Well, there's also a huge rock called Vincent Rock that we can climb on, and there are many neat trails to walk on. Oh, Rudy, we're going to have so much fun. That does sound like a lot of fun. How many times have you been to heading, Peanut? Oh, about three or four times already. Officer Holt and his wife invite my family to go there once a year for vacation. Look, there's Mr. G now. Hi, Mr. G.
1: Oh, Peanut, you startled me.
0: Hi, kids. Are you all ready for this day trip? Yes. yes. I can't wait. Not really.
1: Rudy, let's try to make the best of it, okay? Besides, you shouldn't spoil it for Peanut, Joy, and Lizzie. They're really excited about going.
0: Okay, Grandpa. We're here! We're here! Everybody wake up! What? What? Where are we? We're at Officer Holt's cabin, Rudy. Don't you remember? Mr. and Mrs. G... It was awfully nice of Officer Holt to let us use his cabin for a couple of days. Yes, it sure was. Maybe we can all get a thank you card
2: and send it to him from
0: all of us. I have tons of thank you cards, Mrs. G, that my mom has given me. Perfect, Peanut. Is it okay if we go check out the campground, Mr. G.?
1: Sure, Joey. Just be back in an hour, though. We'll have our Bible study then, and please do not go near the swimming pool. An adult always has to be with you. Those are the rules.
0: Okay, come on, Lizzie. Let's go. Nina, come over here quickly. Shh! What is it, Rudy? Look over there at that man. The stealing Officer Holt's bike. He is, isn't he? Come on, let's go tell Lizzie and Joey. Can't believe that guy would steal Officer Holt's bike. This was our first day here too. I'm going to tell my grandpa. No, don't do that, Rudy. He's got a lot on his mind right now. Let's make sure the man really stole it first. Well he was an older man, Lizzie. Probably in his seventies. Our first clue is male, check. Seventy years old, check. Two witnesses, check, and one missing bite, check. Follow me guys. The coast is clear. Come hmm. on. Wait, what are we doing again? Unit, we're first trying to see if the thief puts the bike back. Maybe he saw you and Rudy looking at him. There he is. Breedy right, officer holds bike? Oh in broad daylight too. Are everywhere on the dirt path that borders both sides of the main street. Yep, I see them. Come here, you meanie. Lizzie, I didn't know you had that in you. Let's go arrest him. Come on, guys. (laughs) It's too late. Man, he's fast. Oh, well, we did the best we could. Come on, we're going to have to tell Mr. and Mrs. G now. We were so close.
2: Mrs. G! Mrs. G! One minute, kids. We want to introduce you to a good friend of ours.
1: Kids, I'd like you to meet Mr. Wayne. Mr. Wayne, these are a few of the children that attend my weekly Bible study back in New Garden. This is Lizzie, Peanut, Joy and our grandson, Rudy. That's him. Ah, yes,
2: He's lovely a still children. That's Officer Holt's bike. Such a pleasure to meet you all. Are you enjoying yourselves here at Hating?
0: Mr. G, this man stole Officer Holt's bike. Oh, no. Children?
1: I beg your pardon?
0: Yeah, we saw him, Grandpa.
1: Hmm, he was probably just fixing Officer Holt's bike. Officer Holt did mention that the chain was all twisted up and that Mr. Wayne might be coming by to see if he could fix it.
2: I have, you know, I'm
1: one of the founders
2: here at Herring, and I've got quite a reputation for fixing broken bicycles.
0: Wow, you look great for someone who's at least 140 years old. That's when Herring was founded in 1863.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, chap. I'm not one of the original founders. I'm simply a trustee. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but we saw you riding his bike and tried to call you to come back with it
2: what do you see, I wanted to take a test spin Make sure it was running smoothly and all that But unfortunately, my healing is, is not very good In fact, I just lost my last hearing aid And I very much need a new one I believe that may have contributed so why I did not hear you? I think you all owe someone an apology.
0: We're sorry, to Wayne.
2: On the contrary, you didn't have an inkling. I just have to inform Officer Holt that he had a couple of superb detectives looking after his property.
1: <laughs> Before we begin... Let's go over our memory verse, Acts seven thirty-seven and 38. Joey, would you read that for us? Acts
0: 7, verse 37 and 38. This is that Moses which said unto the children of Israel, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren, like unto me. Him shall ye hear. This is he that was in the church in the wilderness with the angel which spake to him in the Mount Sinai, and with our fathers who received the lively oracles to give unto us.
2: This is that Moses which said,
0: With the angel which spoke to him in the Mount Sinai, and with our fathers who received a lively oracle to give unto us.
1: Today I want to discuss an Old Testament passage and compare that with a New Testament passage.
0: Why should we compare the Old Testament with the New Testament, Mr. G.?
1: That's a good question, Lizzie. Well, the Bible teaches us in 1 Corinthians 2 that we should compare spiritual things with spiritual things. And since the only reliable spiritual things are in God's Word, the Bible, we must compare the Bible with the Bible. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, thank you very much, Mr. G., What are we going to look at today, Mr. G?
1: Let's turn to Genesis 31. The context is about Jacob and Laban. If you are familiar with that passage, Jacob is fleeing from Laban with his wives and family. And Laban accuses Jacob of stealing his gods.
0: What do you mean by gods, Mr. G? I thought there was only one God.
1: You are absolutely correct, Lizzie. There is only one true God, the triune God of the Bible. But gods, with a lowercase g, are images made by man that people bow down to and actually worship. And today, a god can be anything we worship, like money or material possessions, friends, and so on. Does that answer your question?
0: I think so, thanks.
1: Okay, back to the lesson. Actually, it was Rachel, one of Jacob's two wives, who stole her father's gods. Remember how Jacob worked seven years for Laban's eldest daughter, Leah? And then had to work an extra seven years for Rachel, Laban's younger daughter, the one Jacob loved.
0: Why did Laban accuse Jacob, his son-in-law, of stealing his gods?
1: Well, let's read a few verses from Genesis 31 first. We won't have the time to read the whole passage today, but... But maybe for those moms and dads listening, they might want to read this entire chapter to get a better understanding of the context. But if we look at verses 19 and 30 to 34, that will be a start.
0: I can read those. I'm already there.
1: Great. Go ahead, Peanut.
0: Okay, verse 19. And Laban went to shear his sheep, and Rachel had stolen the images that were her father's. Verses 30 through 34. And now, though thou wouldest needs be gone, because thou sore longest after thy father's house, yet wherefore hast thou stolen my gods? With whomsoever thou findest thy gods, let him not live, before brethren discern thou what is thine with me, and take it to thee. For Jacob knew not that Rachel had stolen them. And Laban went into two maidservants' tents, but he found them not. Then went he out of Leah's tent and entered into Rachel's tent. Now Rachel had taken the images and put them in the camel's furniture and sat upon them. And Laban searched all the tent, but found them not.
1: Thanks, Peanut. You're welcome. So Laban
0: blamed his own son-in-law Jacob of stealing when it was really Rachel, his daughter, who
1: stole? Right, Mr. G? That's right, Joey.
0: Isn't that like we falsely accused Mr. Wayne of stealing when he really didn't steal anything?
1: Yes, Lizzie, in a way that is similar. Someone being falsely accused of something they didn't do. But even when we are falsely accused, the scripture gives us comfort. Can you read 1 Peter 2, 19-21, Peanut?
0: Okay, 1 Peter 2, 19-21. For this is thankworthy, if a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. For what glory is it, if when ye be buffeted for your faults ye shall take it patiently? But if when ye do well, and suffer for it, ye take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. Does this have something to do when Jesus was accused falsely?
1: Yes, Lizzie. We read that both the Lord Jesus and Jacob were badly mistreated and falsely accused. Lizzie, can you read 1 Peter 2, 22 and 23?
0: Sure, Mr. G. 1 Peter 2, 22 and 23. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth who when he was revealed,
1: reviled,
0: re- reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. So Jesus never sinned, Grandpa?
1: You're correct, Rudy. Why don't you read First Peter 2, 24 and 25?
0: Okay, First Peter 2, 24 through 25. "...who his own self bare our sins, and his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed, for ye were sheep going astray, but are now returned to the shepherd and bishop of your souls." I don't get it, Grandpa. What does it mean?
1: Jesus had no sin of his own, Rudy, but he came to this earth to become sin in the place of every Christian.
0: Why, Grandpa?
1: He came to this earth in order to become sin for every Christian, and then he had to suffer the equivalent of what each of us by nature deserve, which is to spend eternity in hell paying for our sins.
0: Grandpa, why does it say that we are like sheep going astray?
1: That's a great question too, Rudy. It's referring to a passage in Isaiah 53, verse 6. Joey, can you take that? Sure.
0: Isaiah 53, verse 6. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all.
1: This verse is referring to our sinfulness and spiritual deadness. We can only be saved by the work and faith of the Lord Jesus Christ the good shepherd who gave up his life for his sheep, who are all the believers. And this is who our memory verse is talking about. Can you repeat it for all the kids listening at home, Peanut?
0: Okay. Let's see. Acts 7, 37 and 38 says, This is that Moses, which said unto the children of Israel, A prophet shall the Lord your God Raise up unto you of your brethren, like unto me, him shall ye hear. This is he that was in the church in the wilderness with the angel, which spake to him in the Mount Sinai, and with our fathers who received the lively oracles to give unto us. Well, it looks like we've come to the end of our nether program. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions or comments, or if you'd like a free audio CD of any of these programs, please write to Treasures from the Bible in care of Family Radio, Oakland, California, 94621, USA.
1: May God richly bless each of you with His salvation.
0: Thanks for listening, and be sure and tune in next week when we'll learn something new from the Bible. Bye!